Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio in the HP studio. I'm Harley Thomas, and I am joined today in studio with a very special guest, Mr. Anil Lewis, who is the executive director from the National Federation of the Blind, Jergingen Institute. And, and we practiced Did I do that, that right? Harley, we practiced. Did I do okay? No, no. You got to go. Jernigan. Jernigan. Very good. Bravo. Jernigan. Bravo. The people are going to love it, too. National Federation of the Blind. Outstanding. Jernigan. Yes, sir. Institute. That's correct. It is Money. my pleasure to be here. This is awesome. You also have another title that's very important. Private Excellent. Citizen. Yes, that's right. I'm a presidential appointee. I'm the private citizen representative of the Ability One Commission. You have lots of titles. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one is Dad. That's Dad, my favorite that's title. a great title. It is a great. It costs a lot though, <laughs> and it stays costing a lot, especially when he gets into college. Oh boy! Yeah, he's a fresh. No, he's a sophomore now. A sophomore. Yeah, I call him my 401k plan. Nice. Yeah. And why the 401k plan? Because I got to make sure he gets a good education so he can get a good job so he can take, take care, care of his dad. Yeah. That's right. That's what we need kids to do is take care of us later in life. Amen. That's kind of fun. So that our listening audience knows, I am sighted. Anil? I'm sorry that you can't be blind like me. I can't be blind like you? No. You could be. I could be? Yeah. And do you want to share with the audience what your what your vision is? Well, I lost my vision due to retinitis pigmentosa. Okay. I was uh, 25 at the time. I thought I really had it beat. Both my older brother and older sister, we were all diagnosed with RP very early. And they lost their sight very early in, in life. By the time I was 25, I had my Mustang convertible and my job. And I You're thought, living large. Yeah, man, you just don't even awesome. know. You, yeah. Mustang convertible. Then cool. Over the weekend, I lost enough functional vision so that I could no longer read my computer screen. Now, had I known then what I know now, I probably could have kept the job that I was working in. I was on a VP track, to be honest, working at a bank. Things happen for a reason, and I think I'm in a better place as a result. You know, I think that happens to many folks that lose their vision at some point in their life when they don't lose it at a really young age. Mm -hmm. Like you, you were in your mid-20s, and you're not alone. There are a lot of people that are in their mid-20s or mid-30s or even 50, Mm -hmm. and they start to lose their sight, whether it's RP or any number of other vision issues. Exactly. And I think some people say, I just can't keep doing what I'm doing. But very often, you can keep doing what you're doing using technology. Yeah, but that's one of the reasons I'm really pleased that I was able to find the National Federation of the Blind, because if I didn't, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you now. Well, you're a great spokesperson, and I know you came to Milwaukee Convention. Yeah, the National Federation of the Blind is a national organization. We have 52 affiliates, all 50 states plus the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. And I'm here in Milwaukee because the National Federation of the Blind of Wisconsin had its state convention. What are the highlights from your trip to Milwaukee? Well, it's always wonderful because we as an organization truly are a family. So I can move, you know, anywhere across this country and run into federal federationists that treat me like a brother, sister, father, son. That's really great. Yeah. So getting to meet our federation family here in Wisconsin was wonderful. It's nice because you get to meet people that you may have even spoken with on the phone briefly or read an article that they've written or corresponded with them via email. But there's something about getting in that space where you're able to share some real quality time, a little handshake, a hug, those types of things. It really makes a difference. That's the foundation 
of our organization. We're a large organization, but I think it's the love that we have for one another that keeps us strong. Speaking of love, you're sitting in the chair where Danielle Crapo used to sit. Yes. Speaking of love, Danielle is the epitome of love. And now Danielle works with you. She partners with you. That's just a reflection of how bright this young lady is. She realized that working for the National Federation of the Blind was really a life desire. And now she has become a tremendous member of our team. In all honesty, that is a very endearing young lady. It was very easy for her to come on staff. Most everyone just was drawn to her instantly. And her commitment to the organization, the quality of the work that she does, and the passion that she demonstrates in what she does really helps us continue to you know, change what it means to be blind. And I know we miss her here, mm-hmm. but I know she's doing so much good in Baltimore across the entire country in her current role. Absolutely. And I, and I commend her and I count her now as one of my true friends. I'm glad to hear she does well. I talk to her every other week or so. Yeah, she says that she's still trying to, you know, teach you to do your job better every day. I need all the help I can get, <laughs> Neil. All the help I can get for sure. We all do. You know, and we talked a little about technology. Mm-hmm. And I noticed you're wearing the Bradley watch. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. This is the Bradley classic timepiece. Classic timepiece. Yeah. The box tells you. That's what you're supposed to call it. It's not a watch. It's not a watch. It's but really it's cool. It's a real reflection of universal design, right? Because it's not a watch for blind people. But because of the ball bearings and I can tell the time tactically, it's also something that you, although you're not a blind guy like me, uh, you could also use this watch too. So it's also sighted friendly. Well, and I think that's something that I know we blogged about the Bradley timepiece in the past. Man, you learn quickly. You see, you but, right. <laughs> but yes, sir. the ball bearing is really cool because it is so tactile. Mm-hmm. And I can even see it from where I'm at across the table. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And it's a, it's a good conversation starter because, you know, people are so afraid sometimes to approach blind guys. So as much as we can, you know, show them that we are approachable, the better. So I use it as a tool to initiate conversation as well. What's neat about it is it's technology, but it's not technology. It's a ball bearing that goes around a channel. I see what you did there. It's technology, but not technology. It is technology, but not technology. Yeah. We should come up with a name for that. We should. Yeah. But you have another cool piece that is real technology on your iPhone. All right. And maybe you can tell our audience a little bit about that. I know Danielle's been trying to talk to me about this for quite some time. Well, you should listen to her. Like I said, she's a very bright young lady. Why should I start now? (laughs) That's the question. (laughs) It's never too late to start making good decisions. Oh, good one. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I go into my infomercial mode. We in the National Federation of the Blind continue to want to be solvers of our own problems, right? So one of the biggest problems blind people face is getting access to what we call unidentified print objects. Uh, We can't read. I have a piece of paper here that you just handed me. I don't know what's on there. I assume something's on here. You assume? Yeah. I could be joking. Yeah, yeah. You know what happens when you assume. But we're about to find out whether you handed me a blank sheet of paper because I pull out my iPhone. No way. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Adjust Uber. Blind square. KNFB. KNFB reader. KNFB reader. What does KNFB stand for? Uh, We did this in collaboration with an innovative scientist, Dr. Raymond Kurzweil. Uh, When we first started developing this technology, what I hold here in my hand, which is an app on the iPhone, started as a device that's bigger than a washing machine. Holy cow. Yeah. So uh, we've continued to innovate to a place where we've got it as an app. It's commercially available on um, Android and iPhone. Price point is $99.99. 
But what you can do with this is, and there's a whole lot of features, but I don't want to take the whole episode talking about the reader because I think there's some other things you'd like to talk about. Of course. Uh, but basically, I put the paper down in front of me. Okay. And I can use the app to make sure that I'm oriented the correct way and that it's all framed in the right way. But File Explorer. the easiest button. way Settings. is button. I just Camera flashes go on. to Tilt guidance. Switch. Take picture button. the Take Picture button, and I just hold it over the page. No real planning. Just put it up Take there. Picture. Just take I heard picture. it go click. I heard it click. His vision is for others. Braille monitor. Pause Back. Contents. Next. Land. A year after he became legally blind, capable only of perceiving light, Lewis learned to read Braille, F electronic resources, and walk with a white cane. I think he I listened know to the women in disability I think I know that guy too, and I think I know the Braille monitor. He finished his undergraduate degree and the Braille monitor is the National Federation of the Blind's publication. Yes, it is. Man, we might have you come work for us too. Comes out every month. Every month. That's correct. So. Hopefully you're a subscriber, but basically you just gave me a sheet. I guess that's a copy of that article that has my bio. But you see how quickly it started recognizing this entire that was page really and fast. It. And I have the speech turned up pretty quickly, too, because usually sometimes I have it even quicker because I want to access that information as quickly as a sighted person reads it. Right. Like I told you, I lost my sight when I was 25. When I could see, I could read 725 words per minute. And when I went blind, of course, I couldn't read any print at any speed. So now this makes me competitive, right? I'm able to access information dynamically. So when I go to a meeting, in most cases, they'll have an agenda there. And sometimes they won't put it in Braille. Many times they won't put it in Braille. I snap a photo using this app and I connect my refreshable Braille display to my iPhone and I have instant Braille access to any print information that someone sits in front of me. Very and that's cool. the National Federation of the Blind, again, solving our own problems, making sure that we can be competitive and fully participating members of society. You brought up a good point, Braille. I know you're a big advocate of Braille. Absolutely. You have been your entire career. Mm-hmm. And maybe we should talk a little about a couple of the highlights of, of Braille and what you've been able to accomplish for the Braille readers. Well, the good marriages, we talked about technology, and one of the big factors that we have to deal with is Many people think that technology replaces Braille, but the example I just gave, is, it shows how technology complements Braille. Right. There's no substitute for it. If for someone to say that there's a substitute for Braille, they're saying that there's a substitute for print. You can't learn to spell the word superfluous by listening to it on an audio recording. Uh, you can't learn punctuation. You can't learn grammar. And I know that that's a challenge today because everybody wants to put everything in 142 characters or less with different hashtags and symbols that are not grammatically correct. But we as a society still need to maintain a degree of literacy in, in order for us to maintain our ability to communicate properly. So that's why we focus on making sure that blind kids read Braille. We in the Federation recognize that there's a Braille literacy crisis. Less than 10 percent of school age kids are actually being taught Braille. And we say it's a crisis because if someone was to come to you and say less than 10 percent of school age kids are read being taught all. to read. Yeah, that would be, be terrible. Horrendous. Yeah. So we're trying to make sure that we raise this to the level of that type of understanding so that people recognize that we need to teach our blind kids Braille. Another interesting statistic is in our research, you know, that 75 percent of people with disabilities, and this includes blind people, are unemployed. And this will bring us back to the whole industry's discussion later of the 25 percent of the individuals that are employed. 90% of them are Braille readers. So we know there's a direct correlation between someone using Braille to their game. For and employment. Empl- exactly. So all these common sense statistics should show that we need to invest on the front end. Braille's important. Exactly. You got it. Anil, you know what? I think we need to take a quick break. and We will be right back. This is Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas in studio with Mr. Anil Lewis, <laughs> who is the executive director, National Federation of the Blind. The Jerningen, Jerningen. <laughs> we're going to get it before uh, it's over. We're going to get it right. Yeah. All right. 
I'll bring it back in when we come back in out of commercial. This is the HP Studio Blind Living Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, in the HP studio, joined with Mr. Neil Lewis. Hello, Neil. It's good to be back. Okay, I'm going to try your title again. Okay. See if I mess it up again. Here, here, let me do this real quick so that you can make sure that it's important to get it correct. I mentioned earlier <laughs> it that it's the love it that bonds our organization. Yes. The other thing that makes us strong is our leadership and our succession planning. We started as an organization in 1940, and our national president then was Dr. Jacobus Timbrook, a constitutional law scholar. He was our president until 1968 when Dr. Kenneth Jernigan became our national president. And he led us into a place where we as an organization were identified as blind individuals, but had courage as blind people to really go out there and challenge the world for our full participation. He was our president from 1968 to 1986. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, but the biggest time was Dr. Mark Maurer, who just recently transitioned into our new president, Dr. Mark Riccobono, who's our president now. Dr. Maurer served for 28 years. And Marco Cabono is going to his second year as president here, and he's leading us into that next era where we're developing those partnerships that, that are going to take blind people to that next level. And that's that's, that's why Dr. Plan. Jernigan is so important. Dr. He, Jernigan is important, and that's also in your address. Man, look, you said it right that time. Jernigan is in your address. Yes, sir. In Baltimore. That's so correct. So it needs to be correct. <laughs> I'm just a slow learner, Neil. Uh, but, you know, we don't give up. We don't give up on people, Harley. We, 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 we make sure we continue to invest because every day we raise expectations for blind people. And that's a very important part about your other career as a private citizen member of the Ability One Commission. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can just spend a couple minutes, but then we'll come back and we'll talk about employment. Certainly. Well, I can weave them both in because the Ability One Commission is the entity that's responsible for letting contracts on the procurement list to nonprofit agencies that employ blind people and people with significant disabilities. And Industries for the Blind here in Milwaukee is one of those entities that contracts under the Ability One program. The National Industries for the Blind, which is the central nonprofit agency that coordinates these industry activities, is proud to say that they're the largest employer of blind people across the country, and they do create jobs. In full disclosure, one of the benefits of me serving on the commission is I told you earlier that both my brother and sister went blind at a very early age. Right. They ended up working at the industries there in Georgia, and unfortunately at that particular time, the industries was not kind of the premier place that you would want. It was like the last place, the kind of bottom of the, the opportunity list. Not a great job opportunity no, not a great for job. a blind person. You're paying people subminimal wages, doing piecemeal work, and not the greatest conditions. But now it's evolved. The Ability One Commission is working to make sure that that changes. National Industries for the Blind is working to make sure that changes. And from what I've seen in my tour of the Industries for the Blind here in Milwaukee, you're kind of one of the forerunners of that sea change. I got an opportunity to tour the facility, and one of the things that's most impressive to me is not just necessarily you're providing some really innovative opportunities for people to obtain employment, but you're also breaking the the established rule. 
There are no rules. That's the rule (laughs) that we want to live in, right? Well, one of the rules that you broke, the one of the rules Uh that you said that it doesn't exist. I'm not going to be in trouble. No, this is a good rule. Sometimes you have to break rules. The Federation is about breaking the bad rules. The bad rule was that the blind individuals were only supposed to be the front entry-level grunt positions, the, the direct labor persons. There's honor in all work. I tell this to my son. And if you're in a job and it's just that fundamental job and you're happy and that's where you want to be, that's fine. But if you want more, you should strive for more. In the past, the industries wasn't conducive to upward mobility for blind individuals. But I've been through the facility and the industries for the blind here has a extremely large number of blind individuals in supervisory positions, managerial positions, just professional positions that are running the organization. And I think that that's a true testament to the evolution of the program. And I think that's where the whole program is hopefully headed yeah. over the next several years. And well, the National Federation of the Blind is committed to making sure that that particular momentum and that particular direction continues. That is what is important. I love the way how you put there's honor in all work. Mm-hmm. There is. And there really is honor in all work. And you and I know, as well as anybody sitting here today, 70 to 75% of the blind population is unemployed. Yeah. It's a shame. Of working age adults, right? Yeah. And it's, it is a shame. And there are some folks out there that might be going, well, what, what can I do? I'm glad you what asked I, me that. What can I do, Anil? <laughs> I, I lost my sight. I can't do anything. I was born without sight. What can I possibly do? Yeah. That's the fundamental power of the National Federation of the Blind. It's one of those entities on both sides, right? We find it blind individuals that have become blind or have not received a proper intervention and they're thinking that life holds nothing for them. And we bring them into our family and we love them to a place where they can believe in themselves. The National Federation of the Blind is an organization that knows that blindness is not the characteristic that defines you or your future. You know, every day we raise expectations. You heard me say that earlier because we realize it's those low expectations that create obstacles between blind people and our dreams. And we just simply believe that you can live the life you want and blindness can't hold you back. So we bring people up out of that misconception that they don't have capacity and get them to believe in themselves. But we also do something that I needed to have done for me. When I went blind later, I had accomplished quite a bit. And I thought, to be honest with you, very highly of myself, I'll say. So you won't have to use your three-second delay. (laughs) But the Federation, for me, put together an environment that reality checked me, right? The National Federation of the Blind came to me and showed me that there were blind people out there who really were spectacular. So my perception of me thinking I was tremendous and great was shamed. So it gave me a degree of humility that made me go back and really learn those alternative skills that I needed in order to really be an effective blind person. In the beginning, society made me think I didn't need Braille. Federation made me understand that, yes, it's an essential tool. Society made me realize, uh, made me think that I could get around with my functional vision without using a long white cane. The Federation made me understand that that long white cane is an essential tool for my independent travel to get me where I need to go. But even beyond that, the Federation itself gave me a fundamental philosophy that not only helps me believe in myself, but helps me believe in other blind people and gives me a venue or a conduit to give back to other blind people so that we can all grow and become better together. And you sound so confident in delivering your message. It's really great to hear you speak. And I know you're, heartfelt. you're a great speaker. You speak all the time. <laughs> <laughs> see, from anyone else, that would sound like a compliment. But see, I've gotten to know you. It too. is a compliment. <laughs> okay, I'll take it as a compliment. Sometimes <laughs> I give good presentations, but I think I'm my own worst critic. But it's very easy to talk about my work with the National Federation of the Blind because I feel it. Anil, is there anything else? I know we're about out of time with our show today. 
Is there anything, last parting words that you'd like to share? Well, one, I want to commend you guys for the work that you're doing here. Not even just at the Industries for the Blind. I think this particular show really speaks. Blind Living Radio, always fun. Oh, see, I, I We have way too much fun. <laughs> but that's what it's all about, right? And right. I think that what you do is, is you help people understand in a way that's important. So many people are so afraid of the concept of blindness, right? But in an environment like this, the type of communication that you set forth, the, the banter back and forth, you really kind of not only remove the mystery around blindness, but make people get comfortable around discussing blindness. And I think that's the biggest key. If we get to the point where people are okay asking the questions, you know, because one of the things that's really surprising to me, I love the kids. The kids ask you everything. They're not Sure they do. Afraid. They're not afraid. They have no yeah, filter. Exactly. But when they're with the parents, like you're walking along, the kid says, Mommy, what's that? And the parent says, shh, shh, shh. But, but the parent doesn't know. So I'd like to disengage them and say, this is a long white cane. I use it in this way to make sure that I can travel independently and not. So I wish the adults would get that. And I think that you guys create an environment that kind of loosens people up. And you know what? Those blind people, they're not as scary as I thought they were. And some of them are pretty smart. And to be honest, some of them have a pretty good sense of humor. Most of them do have a great sense of humor. (laughs) And that's what I like working at Industries for the Blind. It's great. I meet wonderful people who have so many capabilities and honor is something everybody has. Everyone has a great level of honor, and they're very proud of what they can accomplish. That's the sense that I've gotten while I've been here. And it's it's really good. Anil, this has been great spending the last 20 minutes with you, sir. It's been my pleasure. Hey, let me get some contact information just in case anyone wants to follow up. That would be great. Let's share your website where people can find out more about the National Federation of the Blind. Excellent. Our website is www.nfb.org nfb.org can't be more easy than that (laughs) and any email correspondence can be sent to the jernigan institute at nfb.org this has been blind living radio i'm your host harley thomas in studio today with neil lewis who is the executive director national federation of the blind the jernigan institute we will see everybody next week for another great show on blind living radio Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. I'm Anil Lewis. I'm the executive director of the National Federation of the Blind Journey Institute. We believe that blind people can live the lives they want. And you are listening to Blind Living Radio.